Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. We're going to begin tonight with that big news and what is shaping up to be as a trillion dollar attempt to rescue the American economy teetering from the effects of the coronavirus. The centerpiece, a $1,000 injection of cash directly into American pockets. This on a day when Marriott, the world's biggest hotel chain, furloughs tens of thousands of employees. Medical workers on the front lines face shortages in life-saving equipment and concerns for their own safety. And health departments across the country say Monday was the deadliest day since the outbreak began, with the virus now claiming more than 1,000 I should say 100 lives, rather, in this country. And tonight, West Virginia is reporting its first case of infection. That means coronavirus is now in all 50 states. In New York, the mayor says a citywide shelter-in-place could be coming soon. And all this on St. Patrick's Day, where instead of crowds of revelers, many bars are shuttered and big crowds are banned. We have a team of correspondents reporting on the pandemic, but we're going to begin tonight with Nancy Cordes on Capitol Hill. And Nancy, could this end up being the biggest bailout in American history? It very well could, Nora, and congressional leaders say that they are hoping to craft it within the week. The centerpiece would be those cash payments or tax rebates of $1,000 or more that would get sent to hard-hit American workers right away. We're going big, and that's the way it'll be. President Trump now pushing for quick relief as restaurants and stores shutter from coast to coast. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin. Americans need cash now, and the president wants to get cash now. And I mean now in the next two weeks. It's part of a massive economic infusion now in the works. This is a remarkable achievement that could ultimately dwarf the $800 billion stimulus package that Congress passed during the last recession in 2009. The goal here is to deal with this emergency created by this pandemic. 
We can't have people bankrupt because of a mortgage payment they can't make because they were laid off. In Ohio alone, more than 48,000 people submitted unemployment claims in just the last two days, a ninefold increase from last week. At this burger joint in Washington, D.C., manager Rob LaTerris has been forced to slash his workers' hours and his own. We had a lot of employees that have families to support, and I, I think any dollar in, in, in the pocket is going to help them out. Also on the table, loan guarantees and tax deferrals for the hardest-hit industries, like travel and hospitality. Marriott has already started to furlough tens of thousands of workers and close some hotels. Washington's Reagan National Airport was a ghost town today. So was New York's LaGuardia. This is worse than 9-11. For the airline industry, this is, uh, they, they are almost ground to a halt. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says he is keeping senators in town until they can get this bill done. The concern is, Nora, that if he lets everyone go home, it'll be difficult to get them back here to vote, given all the new restrictions on movement and travel. A real sense of urgency, Nancy. Thank you. And as America shuts down another sign of the economic impact, one of the nation's biggest retailers, Macy's, will close until the end of the month. And malls across America are shutting their doors, including the country's largest, the Mall of America. Tonight, New York City's mayor is considering a shelter-in-place order for more than 8 million people who live there, following the lead of other mayors nationwide. For more on that, let's turn now to Jamie Ucas. Jamie? In effect, Nora, a shelter in place means empty streets like here in Los Angeles. State and local officials across the country have announced them. San Francisco was the first to ask residents to stay in their homes, except for essential needs like getting groceries or going down to the doctor. This is what it looks like when nearly 7 million people shelter in place. Well-known San Francisco sites like Fisherman's Wharf virtually empty. A drastic move to stop the spread of COVID-19. A similar move could be coming to New York City within 48 hours. I think New Yorkers should be prepared right now for the possibility of a shelter-in-place order. More cities announced bars and restaurants are closed. New Orleans Bourbon Street is a ghost town. Richmond, Virginia restaurateur John Davenport says he had to lay off 320 of his employees. It's really something that's hard to wrap our minds around right now. It happened so fast, so abruptly, and so unexpectedly. And more school closures. 38 million children now forced to stay home and study online. With new CDC guidelines urging no gatherings of more than 10 people, most movie theaters are dark. And the Kentucky Derby will not be held in May for the first time since World War II. We're going to do what we have to do in the short term to keep people safe, and then we're going to come back stronger than ever. Grocery stores are doing their part, too, opening their doors early just for seniors. The 52 million Americans over age 65 are most at risk. NIH's Dr. Anthony Fauci. It probably would be several weeks and maybe longer before we know whether we're having an effect. And we just got this breaking news. NBA star Kevin Durant just announced he has tested positive for coronavirus. He is on self-quarantine but says he's doing fine. Just another example, no one is immune from the virus and the importance of slowing down the spread. Nora? So true, Jamie. Thank you. 
And tonight, with hospitals warning they're not prepared for an impending crisis, the Department of Defense is donating 5 million surgical masks and 2,000 ventilators. The military is also using its labs to help process civilian test kits. And today, Vice President Mike Pence called on the construction industry to donate more face masks. Mola Lenghi is outside a hospital in New York City. Mola? Well, Nora, it's doctors, nurses, techs who are on the front lines in the battle against this virus at hospitals and nursing facilities, including one in Willowbrook, Illinois, where 22 cases were just confirmed. Among them, four staff members. Doctors tell CBS News they are dealing with an unprecedented challenge. The staff at Phoebe Putney Health Hospitals in Albany, Georgia, is worried about running low on medical supplies like masks, gowns, and gloves for healthcare workers, which would mean the difference between life and death. CEO Scott Steiner doesn't know when his next shipment might come in. What normally takes us six months, we've gone through in just one week. The lack of coronavirus testing has sidelined 200 healthcare workers at a hospital system in Connecticut and New York because they were potentially exposed to the virus. Until they get tested, they cannot return to work, which is straining the system. Frustration is building among overwhelmed health care workers who say they are ill-equipped to fight the coronavirus outbreak. We are on the front line, so as a person, as a human being, I'm concerned for my colleagues and the people that I spend my time with and my days with. I want everybody to be safe. The shortage of medical supplies is forcing some states to request help from the $8 billion federal stockpile. Washington state, which has more than 50 deaths and at least 900 confirmed coronavirus cases, received more than 145,000 N95 respirators and more than 238,000 surgical masks to help combat the spread. But things are so desperate that first responders in Brooklyn lined up to grab surgical masks that were donated. As hospitals become increasingly overwhelmed, doctors are urging people to consider telemedicine options when possible, especially if your symptoms do not appear to be coronavirus related, Nora. Mola, thank you. Joining us now is Surgeon General Dr. Jerome Adams. He's often referred to as the nation's top doctor. Dr. Adams, thank you very much for joining us. Glad to be here, Nora. There is a new study out today from the National Institutes of Health that says the virus can live on surfaces for up to days, 24 hours on cardboard, two to three days on plastic and stainless steel. What do Americans need to know to protect themselves? Well, the most important thing for Americans to know is that they should clean their surfaces frequently and that they should wash their hands frequently because the two ways you're going to transmit coronavirus from a surface is by having a dirty surface around your house and by not washing your hands after you touch that surface. The mayor of New York City said he is considering a shelter-in-place policy. If major cities did that, would that help slow the spread of this invisible enemy? Well, I'm glad you brought that up because Tony Fauci and I talk multiple times a day, every day. And as Tony says, if it seems like an overreaction right now, then you're probably about where you need to be. Uh, again, it's why the administration put out these guidelines for all of America not just for a certain areas, but for all of America, to look at the ways that they can prevent transmission of disease in their communities. And uh, I wouldn't fault any mayor, any governor, for uh, what they're considering in their communities, but at the very least, uh, limit social gatherings to less than 10, uh, stay at home if you can from work, and uh, avoid non-essential travel. 
Let me ask you as a doctor, what's your message to adults over the age of 60 who are healthy and they say, I'm not worried about getting coronavirus? My message is to everyone. 15 days. You can do anything for 15 days. Stay at home as much as possible. Limit the spread. We do not want to look like Italy does two weeks from now. I know you're a dad. I'm a mom. Many parents have this question. Can my kids have playdates? Should they? We said no playdates. My wife just finished cancer treatment. She's at higher risk. Uh, I actually, myself have chronic medical conditions, I'm pre-diabetic, and uh, it's just not worth the risk to, to the two of us, but it's not worth the risk of our kids being spreaders and potentially taking it to someone else. All right. Thank you, Dr. Jerome Adams, our Surgeon General. We appreciate it. And today we watch something unprecedented in American voting, voting in the midst of a pandemic. The voting took place today in three states holding Democratic presidential primaries. One state delayed its primary. Ed O'Keefe joins us now. And Ed, is this outbreak threatening to disrupt the nominating process? It could, Nora. So far, five states have rescheduled presidential primaries and others are considering doing so. Not since New York suspended a state primary on the day of the 9-11 attacks has any state had to alter its entire election calendar so dramatically. A pandemic didn't stop democracy in action today as voters in Arizona, Florida, and Illinois cast ballots, knowing that they could be risking their lives to do so. I brought my Perel, I brought my wife. I had to get out and vote today, no matter what. There was confusion and long lines in some parts of Florida. I've been doing this since 9 o'clock, trying to get my vote in. In Illinois, at least 850 poll workers didn't show up. But those that did were given suggestions how to mark the floor so that waiting voters stood six feet apart. Ohio was also supposed to vote today, but Governor Mike DeWine postponed the primary until June. We should not force them to make this choice. A choice between their health and their constitutional rights and their duties. As for the two Democratic candidates on the ballot, Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders didn't campaign in any of the states voting today and are instead reaching voters over the phone or online. Biden is expected to widen his delegate lead over Sanders after today's contests. And late today, the Democratic National Committee is now calling on states that have yet to hold primaries to vote instead by mail or absentee ballot only. Nora? Be quite a change. Thank you, Ed. Tonight, as much of the world considers new lockdowns to stop the coronavirus, cases have declined substantially in China and South Korea. Remy Innocencio looks at what those two nations have done to get the upper hand in the battle. In South Korea's capital, Seoul, cleaning crews disinfect subway cars several times each day. And drive-through coronavirus testing gives 10,000 people their results every day all part of a national action plan that's pulled infection rates down without any city lockdowns. Early diagnosis is key to fighting this virus. uh, Tina Park is an expert on Korean affairs. uh, And in South Korea, they've adopted a measure called a triple T, so trace, test, and treat. Meanwhile, in China, the government attacked in the epidemic's heart of Wuhan. City officials built two hospitals with more than 2,000 beds in the span of a few weeks. To stop the spread, a massive lockdown radiated out to nearly 60 million people across central China. 
while strong-arm tactics were used against people who refused to wear masks, with some beaten while others were locked into their homes, forcefully quarantined. And new incredible stat out of China just today. The country reported just one, only one new domestic coronavirus case. There were 20 more, but those were imported from people traveling in from overseas. And anyone doing that gets to face a mandatory 14-day quarantine, and that's on their own dime. Nora? Interesting details from there. Thank you, Ramey. Tonight, a community health center in Chicago is temporarily closing its doors to patients because it's dangerously low on medical supplies. Nearly 30 million uninsured and underinsured Americans rely on these clinics. We're now from Adriana Diaz. Starting this evening, patients won't be able to physically visit this Southside Chicago clinic. So you got flu symptoms? The Iman Community Health Center, where more than half of patients are uninsured, is turning to phone and video consults only. Medical director Dr. Sophia Attaway says supplies are too low for in-house care. The thing you don't want to have happen is have a patient come in who has the virus, and then we are unable to contain it in a way where then we're actually contributing to the spread. I mean, that's sort of the worst-case scenario for any health center. Everything is on back order and or unavailable altogether. Can I open it? Yes, go ahead. So you have one, two, three, four, five, six masks. How many do you need? I would say to be prepared uh, at a minimum of 100. Many nonprofit community health centers are under-resourced, and so are those who need them, like Maloney Allen, who works at a daycare. I hope I don't be one of the ones to get sick. When you call off, do you get paid? No. Are low-income patients at greater risk? Absolutely. Once we get to the point where this is spreading through the community, my prediction is that they'll be the hardest hit. A safety net stretched thin where it's needed most. Adriana Diaz, CBS News, Chicago. I'm Nora O'Donnell in Washington. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Download speeds up to one gigabit per second. Cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply.